Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Bonview. This is the third episode of Bonview, where we talk about life, culture, and beyond. This is your host, as usual, Bondan Shamsu. And in this episode, we're going to talk about films that are currently in theaters that I haven't watched yet, that I want to watch, and also upcoming films that that are due to come out in Indonesian theaters. The first film that I'm going to discuss is Sicario Day of Soldado. Uh, it's a sequel from the well-known, critically acclaimed uh, 2016, I think it's 16, film Sicario, directed by... The first film was directed by Denis Villeneuve, Denis Villeneuve who, who was known for directing films like Blade Runner 2049 and uh, Prisoners and also the 2016 critically acclaimed sci-fi film Arrival as well. Oh, actually Sicario was a 2015 film. Sorry about that. So here comes the sequel, Sicario Day of Soldado. Unfortunately, in this sequel, the director... Denis Vigneu didn't come back and also a key point of the first film, the, a key star from the first film, the cinematographer Roger Deakins who also won an Oscar, Oscar last year for Blade Runner 2049. Those two uh, combos of director and cinematographer didn't come back for this film. So that's already very unfortunate and from the trailers, from, from the trailers that I have seen uh, of the of soldado it's already apparent to me that the visual the visual is already is it's already a downgrade from the first film because Roger Deakins the cinematography is not coming back what i am hope, what i am hoping for is that the nar- the narrative the the level of suspense uh that the first film managed to accomplish especially with uh, the the uncertainty and uh, especially with the first film, the, the one of the features of the first film is the language barrier. Language barrier between uh, the Mexicans, especially the the Mexican cartel and uh, and the, the American agents. And yeah, the first film was just was just an experience. I I don't know how to explain it, but it was. Not it was like nothing like it's not like any other action action films that you have seen. It's more of a thriller slash mystery drama ish. But yeah, you should see the first film first before you see Day of Soldado. But yeah, the, the a lot of this a lot of the staff member from from the first film that made the first film critically acclaimed is missing. But I'm hoping that this one is going to turn out great because I've seen that the the the, the reviews that is has been pretty decisive the, the rotten tomatoes is currently sitting at 64% which is pretty good uh, not that good but like pretty good uh, and 7 7.5 out of 10 in IMDb out of out of IMDb is not really <laughs> something you can trust, but yeah, uh, I'm hoping that it's good. 
I'm hoping that it's a good sequel, uh, really, but yeah. I think that's it for films that are currently in theaters right now that I want to watch. There, There is one more film in theaters right now that I don't want to watch. I haven't watched it, and I don't want to watch it. It's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> oh my god, this film. I have no idea. I guess they keep making these films because they make money, of course. They make a lot of money. People like to see... People like to go into the theaters and watch CGI giant creatures roam the earth. <laughs> Which is a pretty cool idea if done right. I mean, like, we've already seen the first Jurassic Park. The first Jurassic Park ha- was done so perfectly that no other sequels ever since even managed to uh, no, scratch the scratch the quality of the first film so i don't know why they keep making this film of course the reason for that is money yeah. <laughs> yeah unfortunately for fallen kingdom the the director and writer for the first film colin trevorrow is coming back for this one which is already very unfortunate because he's not, he's a hack. He's not really a good director slash writer. He was set, he was actually set to direct uh, episode 9 of Star Wars. But he was boot, booted off the project. Which is very fortunate, which is very good. Very good news. He was replaced by J.J. Abrams again for episode 9 of Star Wars. Yeah, I don't re- I really don't want to see this one because Jura- the first film Jurassic World, I remember watching it in on theaters and I remember almost falling asleep in the middle of the film. So, when when you when you you know, when you fall asleep in a film, that's already bad news because a lot of films I watch while I'm sleepy, while I while my eyes are struggling to to stay awake, but None of them really have made me fall fallen asleep yet. So that's just a testament on how bad the first film was. So yeah, I really don't want to see Fallen Kingdom and I'm not going to review it at all. Now, let's move on to upcoming films that I really want to watch on theaters. The first is, of course, as I am a Marvel van, a Marvel van and uh, an MCU van, Ant-Man and Wasp uh coming to IMAX as well here which is uh, as usual pretty good but yeah after after Avengers Infinity War we didn't see Ant-Man and Wasp spoilers uh, spoiler or uh, spoiler alert we didn't see Ant-Man and Wasp at all so they're currently yeah they they they're set to have their own solo film now or rather not solo film uh, what do I call Ant-Man and the Wasp? Uh, they're not solo, but they're more of a uh, a buddy cop <laughs> film or something. But yeah, this time uh, Scott Lang is not going to be the only superhero in this film. We're going. We're also going to get uh, Evangeline Lilly's uh, The Wasp in this film, which is pretty good because. <clears throat> The first film we see that she was she was even more qualified than Scott Lang to wear the suit of Ant-Man, but her father Hank Pym didn't want her to wear the suit. 
Well, yeah, I guess because because he was worried as a father that she would get hurt or something like that. But now this time she's getting to wear a suit, which is really good. And another cool fact about this film is also Peyton Reed, uh, the director for the first film, is coming back for this one. He was well. I don't know how many of you know, but Edgar Wright, the director of Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, was actually set to direct the first Ant-Man film, but left due to creative differences with Marvel. And Peyton Reed was uh, was the replacement for Edgar Wright, and he actually did a good job. There were there were a lot of people worrying about. Oh man, Edgar Wright uh, left, and then uh, and then this un this you know this this unknown dude uh, was set to re- replace him, <laughs> but it turns out that the f- the first film was decent and it was really funny as well, um, namely to namely due to the, s- the script was actually a lot of the parts of the scripts were actually written by Edgar Wright and Michael Pena was also a really funny part of of the first film. <laughs> and he's also coming back for this one and I'm expecting more you know hilarity from him as well, uh, again and yeah uh, and Lawrence Frisch- Lawrence Fishburne is also uh, set to star as Goliath Goliath for if you don't know was also a hero in the comic he was I guess a friend of Hank Pym uh, and he was giant man uh, in the past so that's pretty unique i, I hope we are we are going to see the old team the old team as in the hang pym and goliath and the wasp the old wasp uh, the mother of uh, evangeline lily's character i hope they're going to you know show up as well well i guess the mother of yeah the mother is is going to show up from the casting uh news and then the villain the villain is ghost which is really unique. It's a female villain, which is good. But uh, the comics were, were actually, I think ghosts in the comics were actually a male in the past, but in recent times, in recent comics, uh, they changed it. Uh, they, they made ghosts uh, generally ambiguous. So I think it's good that that uh, that she's going to be a female, a female on this one, and I'm I'm already suspecting that she's going to be the daughter of uh, Goliath of Lawrence Fishburne's character. Yeah, let's maybe I'll do another podcast where I will I will before I watch the film where I will speculate on uh, what, what will happen and yeah maybe I'll speculate a bit. But the most uh, the most th- uh, you know the most important thing that I'm looking forward to in Ant Man and Wasp is its connection to Avengers Infinity War. Is it set before Avengers Infinity War? Is it set after? Is it set during the uh, uh, Infinity War? I'm, I'm, I'm curious on how they will connect it. Maybe Hawkeye, Hawkeye or slash Ronin will, will show up in this one. Maybe they'll, they'll have the ending be the, 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 the final snap of uh, Thanos. Thanos, yeah, whatever. And... Um, yeah, maybe maybe it'll also connect to Captain Marvel and Avengers Four. But yeah, I'm just really excited for that. And then the next film that, the next film that I'm really looking forward to in the theater, up an upcoming film is is Mission Impossible Fallout. 
yeah, Mission Impossible is the Mission Impossible franchise is it's quite exciting. It's it's definitely more of a popcorn flick. You you just turn off your brain. You turn off your brain. You go into the theater. You you just watch the film for fun. But I think one of the one of the things that made uh, the Mission Impossible series stand out compared to other franchises, uh, action franchises, is that the fact that a lot of the scenes that we see, a lot of the action scenes, a lot of the stunts that we see in Mission Impossible were actually done live. They were actually done live without without much without much CGI. They were done with practical effects, especially especially with Tom Cruise. He I think he does all all of his stunts including you know in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. He climbed up the Burj Khalifa in uh, Abu Dhabi, he climbed that building, <laughs> you know, real time. And then in this film, he's going to, I believe he's going to fall out of an airplane or something. And one of the most interesting thing that I've seen is that in the trailer, when he jumped from one building to another, he almost fell to the ground. Uh, he almost fell to the ground below and he broke his hand, I think, or his leg. And they actually kept that shot of his of him breaking his hand in the film and in the trailer as well. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, as crazy as he is, as a nutcase as he is, we know that he's a Scientologist, which is you know like a cult. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy, but he's actually a really good actor. Especially, he's a really good action star. He does his all of his stunts. So yeah, that's really good. And then one of the other stars in this film that stands out is Henry Ca- Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, of course, in Justice League and in the DC universe. Uh, you remember the, the that scandal in Justice League where uh, Superman slash Henry Ca- Cavill, uh, Cavill, Cavill, uh, you know they CGI erased they they erased their his mustache. With, with CGI in the film and you can see that you know like his mouth his lips moving unnaturally and if you're wondering why they why they uh oh I just killed the mosquito uh, why he why he had to keep why he had to, why he had to cap the mustache and why he didn't just shave it's because it was because uh I think in the Justice League reshoots uh, they he he does he, he did his reshoots with uh, at the same time as his his uh, shoots of uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. So he was forced to n- not being able to uh, shave his mustache, which is pretty funny. So you can see his mustache, uh, the the infamous Justice League mustache in this film. So yeah, uh, overall Mission Impossible Fallout is pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the film. And then uh, the next two films that I'm going to mention are both Indonesian films. So for you Indonesians out there that you know want to watch something unique, especially if you don't watch Indonesian films that often, I, I do recommend you sometimes watch Indonesian films because it's important that we also support our own film industry. Of course, you don't have to watch all of them, a lot of them are crap. A lot of them are, you know, just, you know, uh, shameless cash grabs. 
but I think we should see the good ones. I think we should uh, sometimes give a chance on good ones. Last year, I watched Marlena the Murder in 4X, which was really, really good. And then uh, I watched uh, Pengabdi Setan, Satan Sl- Satan Slaves, really good. My Generation, really good. And Possessive, really good. And so uh, the, the first upcoming Indonesian film that I'm going to mention is Buffalo Boys. Buffalo Boys is a Western film, and by Western, I mean like full-on cowboys, cowboys with cowboy outfits. But it's not set in America. It's actually set in Java. It's actually set in Indonesia. So expect to see uh, the colonization of Dutch, uh, the Dutch colonization era in 1800-ish in Indonesia. But we, we, we also see cowboys there as well. I think the explanation that they use, I I haven't watched a lot of the trailers yet. I have seen like some shots of it and it looks pretty good. The the explanation that they use was like these two brothers, these two uh, brothers, uh, Indonesian brothers were exiled to America and I guess they became cowboys there and and then they returned to Indonesia again and they still keep their <laughs> cowboy attires and stuff it's pretty funny but again it's pretty unique as well it's it's good that we're getting these kind of films in indonesia action films especially western films like not only like western as in last year marlina the murder the murder in four acts were was also western but this is a different kind of western this is a full-on cowboy western so yeah i'm pretty excited for this film buffalo boys uh go check it out and then the final film that I'm going to mention, it's also an Indonesian film. It's called Kafir. Kafir. Uh, when you see the poster, when you see the trailer, I guess, I don't know if they have the trailer yet, but if, when you see the poster, it's it looks really generic. It, it looks like a generic horror film, a conventional horror film in Indonesia. But seeing seeing the cast, seeing some of the staff, when you see the staff, when you see the when you see the staff working for the film, it actually looks pretty promising. The producer is and the producer, the producer and writer is Upi, who directed My Generation, a film that I really liked last year in Indonesian film as well. And I believe that one one of the cinematographers for this film also worked on Marlina the Murderer in Four Acts last year which was also a really good film. Good films. A good film. So yeah, uh, Kafir. Definitely uh, keep an eye out for it. It looks pretty interesting. The cinematography from what I've seen has been stellar. So the visuals are already pretty good. Uh, let's see if it's actually a good horror film, like last year, Pengabdi Setan or Satan Slaves. Uh, yeah, let's see if it's actually a good horror film, Kafir. So yeah, that's basically it. Uh, to sum it all up, uh, the movies that I want to watch in theaters, uh, upcoming films and films that are currently in theaters right now is Sicario de Soldado, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, what, what else? Mission Impossible Fallout, Buffalo Boys, Buffalo Boys, check it out, and Kafir. So yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, Definite, uh, I'll definitely put out more episodes after this, discussing other things as well. But that's uh, it for this episode. 
See you next time.